Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Good afternoon, everybody, uneducated economist here. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the semiconductor chip shortage. It's really interesting to hear about how there was so much shortages taking place because of the semiconductor chip shortage. And I said it a while ago that at some point you're going to find that this chip shortage that is taking place is going to turn into gluts. And now you're starting to find that the articles are coming out talking about that exact thing, where the oversupply of these semiconductor chips are going to start hitting the market real soon. And now take a look at the article. Look at some of the things that were stated inside of this article. Hoarding of these chips. This is really where the overwhelming manufacturing consumer demand stuff was completely fraudulent. It wasn't necessarily fraudulent like somebody was trying to commit fraud. It was just so obscured that people had this idea that there was an actual chip shortage taking place when for the most part it was the hoarding of these chips and the fear of not being able to get them that caused people to go into panic buying, panic holding, and then over manufacturing due to this panic that was taking place. And this is really going to come back and really bite these uh, semiconductor manufacturers. It's going to hit them hard because what they're gonna end up doing or what they have done is they've started ramping up production, is that they started investing into building more capabilities of putting these semiconductors into market. So like if you have this overwhelming consumer demand taking place and you're like, man, the demand is high. I got to start producing more of these things because there's all these people asking for them just to find out that there really wasn't that many people asking for them. It was just more people hoarding onto these things and not allowing those things to go into market. Now we saw this tap. I mean, we've seen it happen all over the place. But it's not like just because of the pandemic. I mean, this sort of thing happens quite frequently. In fact, I used a 22 long rifle ammunition as one of the indicators, or not indicators, but one of the examples of this of this hoarding of, of a particular item. I mean, you saw it taking place. It really, it came down to the toilet paper. Not the toilet paper shortage that we have recently experienced, but there was one that took place back in the late 70s. And this toilet paper hoarding took place because of a Johnny Carson like show. You remember Johnny Carson, the late night show, late night with Johnny Carson? Anyway, he was joking around about a particular scenario that had happened. Like I think it was Wisconsin or something, like one of the congressmen or something from this particular area started talking about how this pulp manufacturing or this pulp industry within within the state was having issues and that it was going to create this paper shortage, this toilet paper shortage. Well, Johnny Carson joked around about that, saying that there's going to be this toilet paper shortage and everybody heard it and started running out there and buying up all the toilet paper and it literally zapped the inventory of toilet paper off the market for like a year. There was this huge toilet paper shortage taking place and we did a video on this years ago, like before any of the pandemic and any of that stuff was talked about. We had talked about this panic buying that takes place and takes out all the inventory and then next thing you know, trying to supply that inventory again or bring it back to market in a reasonable fashion doesn't happen right away because everybody's still stuck in this idea that there is going to be a shortage and so they just buy up everything that they can find. 
Well, that happens throughout the industry. It happened with 22 rounds like 10 years ago. We saw this happen. Uh, you know, literally like the little 22 bullets, you know, the most common ammunition that you could possibly get in the entire world was in short supply. Like you couldn't find it. A box of 500 rounds, which would normally cost like, you know, 20 bucks was selling for like 80 or 100. And people were like, man, there's this huge shortage of 22 rounds. They're just not manufacturing them. No, that wasn't the case. They were still manufacturing them. It was just that so many people were out there buying them up that there was no supply to go to the stores. And so when people saw that they were not available at the stores, they just assumed a lot of things were taking place out there that just simply weren't. It was just hoarding mentality, this panic buying, this idea that you couldn't get it. So you better get as much as you can and pay as much as you can for it or else you're not gonna, it's just not gonna be available to you. Well, that happens throughout all kinds of things within the industry, including homes. Like we've seen it just recently over the last few years, the shortage of homes taking place, not enough of them coming into into a new supply, everybody was just buying them up just as soon as they could. Like as soon as they hit the market, they would be, you know, there would be an offer for it. Well, all that stuff eventually finds its peak and then it reverses and goes the other way. We're gonna find the exact same thing happen in semiconductors. Now, what I found interesting is that today I found an article talking about how the administration wants to like put billions of dollars, what was it, like $50 billion to the idea of ramping up the production of semiconductors. And I'm thinking, why would you do that? Don't do that, they're about ready to start flooding the system. All the people who manufacture semiconductors are going to supply the industries with them. In fact, there's almost to the point that they are oversupplied, or not oversupplied, but overproducing, and there's going to be gluts of these things. At the same time, the administration's wanting to put $50 billion towards the idea of ramping up production of this. Well. Are, what's going on here? Like, I mean, is this really like trying to solve a semiconductor problem? Or is it the administration wanting to take advantage of a known situation that is going to arise? The semiconductors are going to come back into availability very soon. I mean, whether it takes six months, a year or whatever, it's going to happen. The free market will take care of business on its own. But the administration, I think wants to take advantage of that possibility saying, okay, well, if all of a sudden there's semiconductors available here in the next few months, maybe if we put out this idea that we're doing something to try and ramp up the, the production of semiconductors, well, then we could take advantage of that situation saying, hey, look what we did. We like totally helped you guys out by throwing this, you know, $50 billion at the industry to try and ramp up production. But at the same time, that was already going to take place. You see where I'm getting? Like if they, whether they got involved or not, we're still gonna have the same outcome. Might as well take advantage of that outcome by saying, hey, we helped you out, right? We're the government, we're here to help. Now I'm not saying that's the case. All I'm saying is just like, it's very interesting to find these two articles at the same time. Now, something that you have to think about also on top of this is that think about all the cars that have been partially built. This is a very interesting thing to think about as well because like the article I'm gonna leave down in the description, I think just talks about GM and how there's like, I don't know, 95,000 cars or something that have, that are waiting to be finished so that they can make it, make it to market, to make it to, to the customers. Excuse me, I just had lunch. I had kimchi, it was really good, and it's giving me the burps. So, um, but you have to think about like, how many other car manufacturers are sitting in that same position? that they have partially built these vehicles waiting for these semiconductors to be available to them. And then all of a sudden you're gonna have a flood of semiconductors coming in. Well, they're gonna wanna put, put these cars out, just like get them finished and get them out to market as soon as possible. At the same time, we're gonna have a lifting of interest rates. So there's gonna be less car sales happening. 
Well, if there's less car sales happening, that means there's less orders coming in. Now you can relate this to just about anything within the bullwhip effect without within the entire economy, these things are happening. And we saw it happen in lumber and I said it is gonna happen throughout the rest of the economy. Well, once the semiconductors become available, the cars are gonna be finished, there's gonna be less people buying them. That means there's less orders coming in. That means the manufacturers may or may not want to actually build new cars. And I'm assuming that they're probably not gonna to wanna to be building them if they do not have a lot of orders coming in. So this is the situation that we're coming into. This bullwhip effect is going to continue. And a lot of people are now like, I even seen like on, the, on YouTube that a lot of people are now talking about deflation or how the inflation may have been inaccurately you know, I don't know, predicted, but I had said it a while ago that it was the supply chain breakdown that is causing the prices to go up. It was more of a supply chain breakdown than it was the monetary policies coming from the Federal Reserve. And now one of the other articles I just want to leave in there, I'm going to let you guys go because I got to go back to work, but one of the other articles I want to leave in there, down in the description for you guys, is talking about the rails, the, the trains that carry the material across the country. They are so overwhelmed with the amount of inventory that is within the, in, within the transportation on these trains. They are so overwhelmed with the amount of inventory on there in, in that system and the lack of labor that they have pretty much care less about where things go. They're like, you know, we're just overwhelmed. We got too much stuff here. Get these cars out of here. And they're like, well, they're not going in the right direction. It's like, don't matter. Just get them out of here. I don't want them here. And this is what a lot of these distribution hubs are starting to say. This is like, fine, make it somebody else's problem. We got our own problems. We got too much stuff. I don't care where it's going. Just get it on the next, you know, train hauling out of here and get it out of here. That is not an efficient system. That is going to continue to have prices elevated if you cannot get this distribution network to find its equilibrium and become more efficient. So right there, you're gonna see that there's still gonna be problems going on within the, within the distribution network that's gonna be more tight inventory on a lot of products out there. At the same time, there is just a flood of inventory within the country. It's just literally getting it through the supply chain. Now, when the Federal Reserve says we want to lift interest rates to hold back on consumer demand or bring this consumer demand down, that's going to be more of a problem than a benefit because you need low interest rates for people to start businesses. They want to borrow money to start their business and then move that stuff throughout the country. But if you have a situation in which that you are being forced to not or not necessarily being forced, but you're in a situation in which that borrowing money is more difficult than for you to, to start your business with, well then that's like cutting into your profits. Now I'm not trying to say that the Federal Reserve should drop interest rates right now to try and get this material through the, through the industry, throughout the supply chains. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is it's like the raising of interest rates is not gonna fix the problem, all right? The problem is the distribution, it's the supply chain. And the lifting of interest rates can't fix that. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. Take a look down in the description. Uneducated economist, you let me know.